Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. From our financial life, to our relationships, to our kids, to our health, we're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about women, working, money, and family. And in every episode, we will consider the research and share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. We'll ask you to share your breadwinning story. Each week, I'm joined by Jennifer Owens. She writes about working, wellness, and women, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And I'm joined by Raquel Ellison. She is an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. Well, welcome back. How was your relaxing, relaxing summer of reruns? (laughs) It was great. Relaxing. Just, I mean, there are just days where you just want to be on the couch and watch reruns of Law and Order. So this was yes. our Law and Order binge afternoon. Oh my God, who doesn't love reruns of Law and Order? Really, right? I mean, because you always know where you are. Yes. In in anything, you know, sometimes they switch it up. Like for some reason, they started with the case, and, but you know, you're going to get back to the order. We'll be back to Sam Waterston yelling at the jury at yep. some point. But like for 45 minutes, you're going to get a twist, kind of. <laughs> And then, like, first few minutes, Lenny Briscoe's making a comment that's... Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And then it goes, yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I loved the era of Angie Harmon as the assistant DA, Benjamin Bratt. I loved Benjamin Bratt and Lenny yeah. Briscoe, Jerry Orbach. That's a good era. Yeah. I do like that era. <laughs> anyone, anyone who comes before or after, No, right? the, mm, I really didn't like the season oh. with... Um, Oh, I don't remember his name. But there were a couple seasons later I was like, really? I'm not oh, yeah, feeling yeah. this. Yeah. But yeah, that was good times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, as we talk, we, as we come out of binge season, it's yes. now time for season two season of The Breadwinner. Season two. It is Can exciting. you believe it? I mean, amazing. It's amazing. Right? Yes. Well, and since we figured everything out, uh-huh. um, we're just going to devote all of our future episodes to recounting Law & Order episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to say, like, it's so funny. I mean, like, everything in this world, like, the ground has shifted underneath us, right? But when we started this podcast, we were like, we know work-life data. Like, we, you know, and we still oh, do. Yeah. <laughs> but everything is like, we're talking about an era where we were pushing for flexibility and family leave. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, (laughs) like, is this crazy remote reality for you and your kids? now. You know, it's like if they had said to us at the beginning, okay, so what if, what if we made it so everybody was remote? What would you do (laughs) then? You're like, well, that's, I don't have the time. That's a dumb scenario. That's never going to (sighs) happen. Yeah. So, well, to the point of talking about, is there any research? The topic we wanted to start off this season with is, I'm sure is in the back of all of our minds, is what is all of this pandemic stuff doing to our kids? And especially since we're living with them 24-7 now, you know, they're in, we're seeing their schooling, we're seeing their social life, we're seeing their anxiety and their concerns and their fun times and their goofiness that we're just in it. Maybe because I'm in a tiny apartment with them all the time, yeah. I particularly feel this, but I'm sure if you have a ranch home in Ohio with three quarters of an acre of grass, you still are feeling this. I don't know that we fully do know yet what the impact is. I I think that's all of that rambling is to say we don't know at this point. No, 
No, we don't. And there's nowhere to find data-based answers. So, I mean, it's, I think, with everything right now, you know, the research coming out about the impact of COVID from a physical perspective. Right. There's a lot of research coming out of Wuhan, China, and there's, or not a lot, but like it's seeping out of like these other parts of the world. But mental health research, I don't. Right. And so I don't, it's a slog for one thing, just to be, you know, day to day. I have a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> and the hands on parenting that needs to happen, like in our life, where uh, my son will start his high school, it's going to be a massive high school of change from a tiny middle school to a huge high school. My daughter's going to be a senior in high school. So we're doing all the college stuff. I have work stuff. My husband has work stuff. Like it's a lot. Anyways, we have family stuff of elder care issues and the like. And then meanwhile, through the back of it is this constant stream of what does this all mean? What does it all mean for a senior looking at colleges? And they, I've read this and I'll ask you what your thought is. Like, you're not supposed to rank your stress or your situation. Like, I feel, you know, like it's stressful for my daughter going to college, but there are other people who are, are sending their kids to college right now, like just in that scenario, like they yeah. have it worse. And I try not to do that because I think it doesn't help them. It doesn't help me. It's, yeah. I'm stressed in this moment right now. But all the time we spend together, we don't have enough of those big conversations because I don't know about you, but when your mom came floating into your room and said, hey, let's have a big conversation about your anxiety, about what the new year looks like, and, you know? <laughs> You didn't want to have that cover, you know, like, no, <laughs> like, right. Of course, of course. Even in the best of times, it was even in the eighties, which were really the best of times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you didn't want to have that conversation. You would have like fled for the backyard that yeah. I grew up in, you know, yeah. it's crazy. I mean, it's interesting. I was taking my kids to a friend's parents' house to jump in the trampoline in the backyard. Nice. So... You know, we actually ordered a trampoline, but it's back ordered and there's absolutely no information about what it's going to <laughs> It's like, good luck to you. It's not getting here. It's it's really, whatever. Now, it's interesting. Like these things yeah, that- Yeah, you bump into. Yeah. Yeah, but also like everybody's getting dogs and everybody's getting trampolines. That's what's yes. happening, you know, at least people that I've, I've spoken to. So, but yeah, the trampoline's back ordered. So I'm driving down the street to go to my friend's parents' house. And, you know, all, of course, like my friend's not there. Like we're just like, everybody's got their masks. It's all very socially distanced and, and complicated. But as I'm driving down the street, I just see kids bouncing up and down. In <laughs> and I'm just like, look guys, trampoline. And, you're just, and it was this street. It was this street that's kind of like a wide street. And you can see there's houses and like tree, whatever. Yeah. The bushes are blocking, but you see these kids like that is what they're doing. That's just like, continue bouncing in <laughs> captivity. No, so what is the feeling that you have at that moment? Is it is a feeling of resentment, feeling like you failed? I don't know. What what do you feel when you walk, drive down the street and you're like those kids have trampolines? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, I didn't see it like that. I actually like my the word that comes to mind is solidarity. Like I was oh, like Oh, there you go. So I you're was much like, healthier no, than no. I am. <laughs> I mean, you know, I would love to have the trampoline and I don't, and it's like, I would love to have a lot of things right now. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. it's, it just is what it is. I also like am 
on waiting lists to get a dog. So like it's, there's, you know, things are just, <laughs> and my daughter like wants it all to have happened, you know. Well, of course. Like, yeah. Well, not just my daughter, like my kids, right? They're like, it's just, I'm desperate to get them things that can help them forget what's happening right now. Yeah. And, yep. and it's hard. It's not, not that that's like a big struggle, but like, it's hard to, everybody wants, everybody's desperate to get their kids stuff that will, right. whatever, you know, if take their mind the, off in right? the suburbs or in the country, they're looking for trampolines. Like I'm sure in the city they're looking for. Oh, we have therapy cats. I mean, I'm yeah. telling you yeah. those cats, we have these two guys, I think they're four or five now, sorry. At some point they become cats and they're just, yeah. you know, cats. But they're the most delightful cats. We love these two boys, these two brothers. And even before the pandemic, they were always the uh, therapy cats, you know, for yeah. when you're kind of going through flares of hormones and like sure. you could always talk about the cats, you yeah. know, you're triangulating. When I had baby number one, that worked really well for triangulating. <laughs> weird family members that you had to have. Look at the baby, you know? So I, I totally get the pet thing because the pets are even more important now. There's something we talk about. They they have a weird life. We now have a pigeon that sits on our windowsill of our apartment and the cats watch it and we watch the cats watch the pigeon. This is what <laughs> life has come to. Oh boy. And yeah. we post pictures on social media about the cats watching the pigeon being watched by us. So oh, now you can watch us watch the cats watch the, this. So, and that actually though, that to the point of helping our kids, that's, you know, they've done it once, but mostly the parents in this household situation really like when the cats watch the pigeon. Yeah, I bet. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, you know, you got to find it. You got to find it where you can. Yeah. I think the nature stuff has been good for my kids just being, you know, they spent yeah. a long time in the house and we had the yard, but it was yeah. like, it just, you know, it was like, I don't want to go out there. It's crazy out there. And, you know, I think they, they were scared, right? I, Cause I, mine and cause yours are younger than mine, but it took me a little while to realize they were nervous about going outside. Yeah. Like longer than you would think. Cause I, I thought for a long time of like the whole childhood family thing here is let mommy handle it you know not not like big things yeah like this is you know get sad but if we have a distant relative who passes away that they didn't know very well yeah let mommy and daddy will handle that that right. kind of thing i wonder sometimes that it's a little too much of like let mommy and daddy handle it but with this i think i went into that mode of like it's big I knew that they could see news anytime they want. They're on social media, they're, you know, and their friends are talking. It took me a little while to realize I better get in there with disinformation that might be happening. You know, yeah. like, so what are your friends talking about? What did it like? We need to have these conversations because I'm basically trying to figure out the skills to survive this mentally. Yeah. You, I'm sure, really need it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's hard. I mean, I didn't see the George Floyd video right away. I heard the news and I yeah. didn't see it right away. I did obviously see it eventually. Not obviously, but I, I did. Yeah. But my daughter saw it first. Wow. On TikTok. Wow. I am so old. I have not gone on TikTok. I'm sorry. No. And, and I know it's it's awesome, but I have no, not. No, I mean, so, well, wow. you know, there's like, so President Trump 
is, I don't know why I just didn't say like the president. Anyway, he is threatened to shut down TikTok, no, TikTok. multiple yeah. times. And so for because them. Because they came after him, right? Uh, the t- I the don't kid- know. I think well, here's maybe. my oh, right. like that the, they organized like, through TikTok oh, to to stick yeah. it to him, and you know, yeah. I mean, insane. <laughs> but I, but <laughs> I think that that like so on yeah. top of that, so that was that was in some ways my daughter's like window to the world, yeah. and it's it was interesting. You know, most of it was like TikTok had like these. I mean, I don't even know. My daughter would make yeah. fun of me if I was like, TikTok has this. But there was like a lot of dancing videos, a lot of like music, a lot of like, look at this filter that I put on yep. my face. And and then it just became a lot of a lot about protests and a lot about George Floyd. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, and then the president is like, I'm going to take it away. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm going to take away your phone. <laughs> I mean... I just feel like, oh, did you want to teach your kids about what, about authoritarianism real quick? Yeah, right. And I mean, we've just, it's this crash course in horror show. I mean, I I really feel over the past few weeks, I think that I just keep waking up and being like, this has got to be a nightmare. This cannot be real. Like this is, right. Yeah, my mind is playing tricks on me. And I'm in a situation where, you know, thank God, knock on wood, like my family is healthy. I'm able to access healthcare. Like, you know, and my kids have, you know, support that they need. And it's still, it's, it's just, it's horrifying. But I think, I think the kids. And it's every day. That's the thing. Even if it was any, you know, parenting is an everyday proposition anyways. Um, Yeah. It's just this sort of everyday uh, is, it's unique. I think, to say the least. I think you feel it if you, uh, there's an aspect of, I would think like if you had a child with a chronic illness, that kind of every day and having to make medical decisions and and the mental health part of it, plus you're working, plus you're caregiving for your other kids, all that sort of stuff. I think there's an element of that. But then there's the element of the unknown surprise and the political aspect and, and the stress and just... It's a lot, but I guess I'm t- saying that it's the chronic part of it. It's a chronic stress yeah. of this. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a real question. I think and that they're the- feeling it. That this is this is going to leave a mark. It'll be up to us as parents and the kids, of course, themselves. But it's going to be up to us to help figure out how to deal with that mark, right? Yeah, I think there's also the piece, which parentification of our kids, right? So it's not like they don't think that we're freaking out. <laughs> like they, yeah. They're watching us and being like, yeah, this is pretty hard on them. Like, how do I make sure my yeah. parents feel okay? Even if we don't see it, like they're doing something to kind of make it yeah. okay. I do think that it's the continuing push for ourselves to be somewhat open, appropriately, you know, age appropriate. But we do need to talk about that this is tough on us too and yeah. find ways to have these conversations. Because earlier on, when I realized like, well, duh, they're seeing the news. They yeah. see what's happening. I need to talk about this instead of just talking about it to my partner. Yeah. We have the problem in our house is you have the moment the kids will go to bed and you have some time to yourself. Well, they get to the age where we make everybody go to bed at the same time right now. It's summer, yeah. uh, but we're not letting the kids stay up as far as we know. I mean, maybe they get up at two in the morning. I don't know. Right. But we all go to bed at the same time because I think that consistency helps. Yeah. But we don't really have a lot of free time to do the, you know, like, well, talk out. 
Yeah. You hear what da, 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 because you're always with us. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. It's really hard to like, I'm fluent in Hebrew. And <laughs> this is what I'm going to have to do now. <laughs> legit fluent. But I use it for nothing but disguising my conversations in front of yes. my children. <laughs> like yes. with a few people who understand what I'm talking about in Hebrew. It's so sad. <laughs> like I, I just, that's. I'm thinking about how small this, you know, people you're going to talk about uh, your parenting needs who speak fluent Hebrew and. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's real small. Some people are on the phone. and But what's really crazy is I'll be like talking and trying to disguise something and I'll be like, oh, I remember that vocabulary word. Like, yeah. I don't use it a lot. So it's funny, but I do think, I just wonder, in preparing for this episode, we've looked at kind of yeah. what people are saying, right, about how this is going to impact our kids. And the points of comparison are oh, like yes. London during World War II with the, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, which oh, freak you out even more, you know, like, oh, really? This is what we have to think about the kids that were under physical harm. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, they're looking at Hurricane Katrina survivors and like, I just don't know. I mean, there's a piece of me that's like, you know, I know if this isn't going to like permanently alter theories about child development, but I just feel like this isn't war. This isn't like, it's just such a, such an insane, I don't know. Proposition. Yeah. It's, a it's, a, it's like a the factors. It's like bombs aren't dropping. Well, so it's not bombs dropping from the sky. It's virus. It's everywhere. It's scary, but you can't see it. It has yeah. its own things. And, and it makes me, all this makes me think of like growing up. I grew up in the era of mutual assured destruction where we right. actually did do, you know, we watched the movies about the kids getting under their desk for the nuclear attack. Right, right, right. Which we never did, but we did have to hide in the hallways for tornado drills, which are terrifying. It's different. Fire drills, They you walk out, you all stand around and chit-chat. Tornado drills, you kneel down, put your head down on your knees along the hallway and put your hands behind your neck to protect from glass flying around. That's horrific. Yeah. <laughs> and no. I get it, but yeah. it's horrific. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I guess, and what all parents say, and look how I turned out. Oh. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, as you were describing that, what I'm thinking about, I, don't know, I was on the younger side, but when the Challenger exploded. Yes. So, but I remember that so clearly. And I honestly have no idea what my kids are going to say, like, oh, that time. Like, it's just, you right. know what I mean? Like, it's just this constant, prolonged horror show. Yeah. So, I think I'll like them, though. I think I like these kids. I feel yeah. that the kids, they're going to persevere. Here comes Optimistic Jennifer. Yeah. Oh, uh, I love here, Optimistic here I Jennifer. Here I come. I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm ready. These wait. kids are going to persevere. They're going to find new ways to get around things. We're also going to break up things that always seemed that's the way we do things. In my world right now, it's the SAT. Nobody likes the SAT. You know, people are very well known that the SAT is judging you on such a slim definition right. of intelligence. Yeah. And it's excluding kids, the whole thing. Well, all these schools right now, because it's a big chatter in um, the world of looking at colleges, are going test optional. What will happen when this goes? Well, we don't know. But I think a lot of people, and, and that's just one instance, but of saying, why do we do things this way? And yeah, yeah. what if we have a whole generation of kids of, you know, pre-K through this, whatever, going, yeah, why do we do things this way? And 
Gen X uh, told you, boomers told the uh, the leadership you were screwing up stuff. Gen yeah. X told you, well, f- you did screw up stuff. And yeah. here's what we're going to do about it. Also, I always feel that Gen X as a, you know, totally as I hear I come stereotyping things, but there is a general sense of graduating into recessions, yeah. mutual assured destruction that yeah. nobody owes you a damn thing. Yeah. And so you better figure it out. What kid in this generation is going to think anything is owed to them? They persevere. And I think we're going to like them a lot when they're in the labor. Court. I love that. I got to say optimistic. Jennifer is like, one of my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite. It was interesting. Like I was talking to a group of students in my field and they were older, so they weren't kids, but they were like yeah. recent graduates of undergrad and, and they were in this grad program and, and they were asking questions about like, well, how do you network? Like, you know, stuff that you yeah, would still, ask, right? right? Still, still trying to figure out their future, right? And I'm like, persevere, man. No, and I, I mean, I came up with, I was like, well, you know, in the in the 2009 recession, this is what I did, and like, this yeah. is what this is what you do in this case. But it's like you're gonna have to make this up yourself. Like, I don't yeah. know if tweeting people is gonna be helpful. I don't know if like, you know. I don't know. I can give you some basic principles, but like this is a whole new world. And I I do hope that our kids, that students of all ages are just like, okay, I guess I have to figure this out. And, yeah. You know, and I hope that's true for kids of all ages. You know what I mean? I do. Yep. Like yep. I think there are different stages of development where kids can actually really do that. And we as their parents are uniquely positioned to help them. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Because we are going through, think of what we've gone through thinking about the workforce and the like, but I thinking about the rise of tech and the gig economy and me too, like all these things. I, I know I'm like pulling all these threads, but just there's been a lot of change for us as women in the workforce. Yeah. And I, I remember hearing when I was younger, you always have to be ready for change. You know, and I never, I got it, but didn't really get it. Now I get it. Yeah. And these kids, great. I get it. And these kids will get it too. Yeah. And we just have to go through this slog of every day, making sure my son gets out of his chair in front of the computer at yeah. some point. You know, it's yeah. going to be the little things. It's going to be the big things. It's going to be getting mental health, the professionals out there. God love you. It's yeah. going to be the teachers. It's going to yeah. be truly Hillary Clinton, man. It does take a village. I also will have less, even less time for the people I don't want in my village. Yeah. I just I don't have time. And these yeah. kids shouldn't put up with being polite. Yeah. Just because they're, you know, I don't know. I've done a lot of being polite and going, uh-huh, when people say idiotic things. Yeah. Who, who has time for that? Nobody. So, yeah, for sure. Well, so, well, thank you for being polite on the breadwinners, so... <laughs> <laughs> and we're back season two for segues thank you for joining us on the breadwinners you'll find you know links as to what we discussed today there's not much we'll, we'll share some of the stuff that we saw about kind of the somewhat scary stories about like comparing you know now to the children of the London bombings and stuff Spanish World War II, but, yes you know, but they'll be there wherever you listen to the podcast visit us anytime at the breadwinnerspodcast.com to ask a question offer feedback or share your story how you make it at work we'd love to know please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it let us know what you think about the breadwinners help us tell the stories that mean the most to you and until next week keep hustling
This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.